0: Welcome to The Sound of Goshen, brought to you by the Goshen Chamber of Commerce, presented in part by Everance, Ground your finances and values like care, hope, and sharing. Everance And DJ Construction, serving our community for more than 65 years. DJ Construction, decidedly different. This week's episode, Sounds Around Town with Vince Turner.
1: Welcome to The Sound of Goshen. Today's episode is Sounds Around Town featuring Jim Dubois. He is the newly selected superintendent of Goshen Community Schools after serving as an interim for a couple of months. He has now decided, hey, I've got my feet wet. I'm going to jump completely into the pond. And Jim, first of all, this is a little bit like Back to the Future for me. I mean, and it kind of dictates how old I am. The last interview you and I did, you were wearing a high school football uniform playing at Carp Memorial High School as the quarterback. That's a long time ago. It was a few years
0: ago, I think. You know, yeah, early '80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and maybe yeah, 1980,
1: 1981. Yeah, I something think it was like the '80-'81 yeah. season or what have you. And of course, then you go on to DePaul. Yep. And uh, then come back and and get full tilt into education. I thought, Jim, that in the story that that announced you coming on full time in the Goshen News, I thought the most appropriate a uh, thing that I saw right after picking up the paper wasn't necessarily anything I read. You know, it's the old cliche of a picture is worth a thousand words. There's a picture here of you looking with little ones, reading to them, looking at the excitement on their faces. And I thought, okay, this makes sense. This yeah. is why you do what you do and you've done what you've done for as long as you've done it. Yeah.
0: You know, we went to DePaul university when I graduated and, um, in 1985, mm-hmm. I was a psychology major and minor in business administration, and I came back, and one of the first jobs I had uh, was here in town Oakland Hospital mm-hmm. was opening up uh, the, uh, the hospital, which is on uh, right. 15 here, mm-hmm. and um, it was an inpatient hospital for children and adolescents, so I was hired on as a psych tech uh, healthcare worker and part of the nursing team there, and had a blast, learned a lot about how, you know, there's some kids <laughs> that had some issues there. And yeah. it was a lot of fun working with them and uh, learned a lot. Uh, had to make a decision do I want to be a therapist, get my master's and be kind of a, a therapist, or do I want to go? And, and and I happened to be coaching a middle school football team that, mm-hmm. at St. Thomas and in Elkhart, and they didn't have a coach. So I helped coach that that uh, year. I had a blast and I kept thinking, you know what? I want to teach. This is this is what I want to do for the rest mm-hmm. of my life. I come from a family of teachers. Uh, my grandmother rode back and forth to Ball State in horse and buggy for a two-year program and graduated 1925 from Ball State University. Oh, my. Only woman in her graduating class. <laughs> and then uh, the next educator was my dad then. Mm-hmm. He, he was a teacher, basketball coach, biology teacher in high school, mm-hmm. basketball coach, and uh, and ended up being a golf coach and doing some things uh, towards the end of his career. Um, and so I come from, my brother's a teacher, Concord High School, uh, industrial arts teacher, uh, but mostly robotics and pre-engineering stuff. Mm-hmm. And then my sister's a teacher for Penn Harris Madison. Uh, my you know brothers-in-law, sisters-in-laws that are educators, so I uh, just come from this, like, Family of educators, it made a lot of sense that I was there, and uh, so uh, that's kind of kind of how I got here. Uh, my my f- I had this kind of weird connection with Goshen too. Mm-hmm. Uh, not weird, but you know my my son teaches at the high school, right? Baseball coach. I've got five grandchildren all be coming to Goshen schools. So I have this kind of uh, passion for Goshen too, uh, in recent years. So,
1: so it's, it's become a thing that just, that worked together. And as I said, you know, the picture just speaks because the only smile in this picture bigger than any of the kids is yours. Yeah. I mean, you love teaching. Yeah,
0: I do. That's, that's my passion. Uh, and, you know, I love the classroom mm-hmm. and then um, like I said, I can't come from this family of teachers and uh, my father always told me, if you can be a good principal, you have an obligation. He said, if you can't go back to the classroom because you know mm-hmm. you're a good teacher. So uh, that's where my passion lies is in the classroom. Mm-hmm. but uh, I found some success as a principal as well. and then uh, I don't know if you know Dean Spiker, but oh he, of course, he yeah. called me over my second year of teaching when I was at Penn harris Madison. And said, "Hey, you really ought to think about being a principal." And I didn't really thought. I go, like, oh, "I don't really <laughs> want to do that." And then a few years later, uh, I did get my master's in, in elementary education, and I finished my uh, principal's license. Uh, and then, uh, sure enough, as soon as I got done with that hey, we have an opening, and we need you, you know, to do this. And I did what was called CDOP, which was a staff development program for, the, for Penn, Harrison, Madison. Mm-hmm. So I coordinated that uh, for a year, and I was like an assistant principal uh, at Mary Frank Harris School, uh, which is before they had built some uh, uh, other schools up there, uh, take over the overcrowding. But Harris School was a second, third grade building, mm-hmm. and I was in there. I, I love that too. Not as much fun as being a classroom teacher, I'll say that. But uh, great satisfaction and uh, opportunities to kind of lead. Kind of fits my personality, I guess.
1: Well, and it's an opportunity for you to make things better for classroom teachers because you understand. And I want to get to that in a moment. But you know, we've known each other for a long time, right. and have had conversations together before. I mean, uh, y- your wife is a professional, and and like so many of us, you married up. That's good for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I know you're a man of faith, uh, and right. you've got family. So when this decision came, I mean, it's one thing to decide, okay, I'm going to come out of retirement and be an interim. Mm -hmm. Um, We've seen many men and women in this area do that same thing. But the opportunity comes for you to get back into it full time and and jump into the deep water. Talk a little bit about that process, talking at home, talking with your family. You know, you've got a son Mm -hmm. who's already in Goshen Community Schools. How did those conversations go where you felt comfortable saying, yeah, this is the right thing?
0: You know, I guess you mentioned that I'm a man of faith, right. so uh, that's true. And So um, there's certainly prayer involved. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> prayer and, and, you know, I, I look at it this way. I, I think uh, what I'm called to do is to uh, know God, to love God, and to serve God. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at that, how does that play out in everyday life? You know, uh, well, I'm not—I'm not—, I, I'm not you know, called to a pulpit somewhere, uh, but I am called to serve. Mm-hmm. So I look at it as a great opportunity for me to, you know, live out my faith in the work that I do and providing great education for children, uh, a great working condition for teachers to, to play out their uh, journey uh, as in their work life, and, um, and then serve a community. And Goshen is a really cool place mm-hmm. let's just yes. I mean it's kind of nice I was at Bago Community Schools for the last 11 years as superintendent prior to retiring mm-hmm. and um, making that decision uh, there's a uh, Jim Brenneman he was the president of Goshen College mm-hmm. and then uh, as he made his transition we, I was part of a group of, of men that we got together uh, in Elkhart County to just look at how we play out as leaders and, and do our work and uh, Jim, one of the things Jim said, and I'm not sure that this is true, I've never found the research, but he said, there's some research that after about 11 or 12 years, you kind of get to a point where there's diminishing returns in your leadership in a district or in a, in a role that way. And so he said, I am at my 11 years, it's time for me to try mm-hmm. something new. So he moved out west and uh, was doing some leadership out there uh, in Berkeley. And so... It's kind of sat in my mind when I was thinking about, shall well, I retire, Should I not retire? Mm-hmm. And so uh, I thought, well, I'll retire. I have other things I think I want to do. I'm very passionate about uh, this transition of students from high school into work. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of the most important things we do as we read names of kids that walk across the stage uh, at graduation, that we have prepared them for more than just continuing as a student Mm -hmm. but to be ready to serve themselves in their communities and um you know there's some skills that they need to learn to become kind of Mm -hmm. uh, citizens of, of their community and so um that that's a passion of mine too um and then uh I would say uh the other thing is with the young kids yeah. which you can tell that i really enjoy uh as a principal anytime i have a bad day you find a kindergarten classroom you go in there and hang out and you have a lot of fun oh and, and you get a lot
1: of truth told too. they
0: tell you great stories <laughs> and they mimic things that just are funny
1: well i gotta confess that you know it's i i, I understand being led and but if God wanted me to be a superintendent. I'd have to see the bush burning. (laughs) It couldn't be this gentle nudge. It'd be. But I think there's a special thing too, Jim in that, you know, I look at I look at the people you played for when you were playing. And and the coaches who influenced your life. I'm looking at great leaders in the places you've been. I mean. At, I'll I'll put my sports hat on. Doesn't get much better than Bill, uh, Chris Giesman, and Bill Sharp. Yeah, and and you were around both of them and saw how they were with kids and and being able to motivate them. Uh, what drives your leadership passion? What what kind of things come into your makeup that say you know, I think I can help you get from point A to point B and on the way to point C.
0: Wow. Leadership for me, like I mm-hmm. remember being in elementary school and coordinating everybody to get them ready to play, you know, kickball uh-huh. on, their, on the playground and making sure everybody's included and that was fair and that, you know, if this person was on a team no one wanted, I was bringing them on my team. And we were mm-hmm. going to try to win the, you know, win the kickball game. Um, so it goes back that far and then I got in trouble by a Mr. Uh, Jim Lambry, who's a great teacher uh-huh. at Cleveland elementary School uh-huh. he lives here goes I remember I Jim yeah so he paddled me once which I deserved uh-huh. um, and he, he he talked to me and I uh, special notes uh, were, were taken about I'm a leader he told me he said you're Jim you're a leader you're either going to lead for the good or you're going to lead for the bad uh-huh. you don't have a choice that's who you are and so that stuck with me and you know, how do I lead for the positive? So through athletics, I had an opportunity to kind of practice mm-hmm. my leadership skills. You know, on a baseball team, I was a catcher. I wanted to be in every play. And football, I wanted to be a quarterback and do what everybody did in every play. And, you know, Dale, Dale Rems was mm-hmm. my high school football coach, and uh, I was a great man. And he trusted me to call most of my own plays and let me design our offense my senior year and do that kind of work with the team to get them ready to run this offense and it was kind of a wish, uh, a uh, flex bone mm-hmm. slash wing yep. T. With we threw a lot out of it, <laughs> and um, so uh, th- that was a lot of fun. And then going to college and you know playing for Nick Morosis oh at DePaul University. Oh what a great name! Was there was fun. Uh, then you know then afterwards it was kind of like you, every athlete has to end their career at some point. Right. I mean, there's there's no playing sports when you're 60 years old. <laughs> uh, so you have to find a way to. What are you going to, how are you going to serve? How are you going to show up in your community? How are you going to show up to do the work you do? And so I you know, flounder around a little bit doing different things prior to becoming an educator, but I felt like, hey, I can lead as an educator. Mm-hmm. And then the question was, do I want to lead at the high school level and coach football or do I want to lead at uh, the elementary level where Mr. Lambright and others had a great impact on my life? Yeah. So that was kind of like take a deep breath, think this through and, you know, work through this over the next couple of years. And I I can't say there's any definitive reason, but I just decided to go back, even though it took longer to be an elementary teacher uh, after graduating from
1: DePaul. Yeah, well, I think you made a wise decision. I mean, if I sat back and looked and said, do I want to go against Giesman every year? Well, no. (laughs) Do I want to go at Sharp every year? Well, probably not. So I'll take a different route.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I still have a passion for football. I love football.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, We want to
0: see winning football back in Goshen someday too.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, that's I'm sure that'll be on the list of things people talk to you about over the weeks and months as as well. Yeah, there's been a lot of conversations already. Yeah, Yeah.
0: a lot of conversations around that. Uh, So yeah, that's so my passion for kids and to uh, show up uh, in a way that I feel like is providing some kind of service or, Mm -hmm. or benefit to a community. Uh makes a big difference.
1: So what was it that when did the light go on, Jim, when you, you, you came specifically to be interim? And you had been doing with, work with HEA and you've been doing some other things. I mean, it's not like you went and sat on a couch when you decided to retire. But when you were in that interim position, what are some of the things where the light went on and thought, you know, I I think I can make a difference if I take this on full time?
0: Yeah, so I did a lot of work for the Crossing School of Business and Entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. I was one of consulted with them, you know, work with them, and as they redesigned their curriculum and you know train folks for jobs and to work on the academic side of building a uh, career and technical education pathway for them there, and they're they're executing that and doing great right now. So, mm-hmm. uh, proud of the work that I had, got to do there, and then. Uh, but it's time, you know, even there's time to move on as a consultant. It's like they're they're ready and mm-hmm. they're moving forward without me. they're doing great things for kids. Um, but they're that passion for uh, how do we transition kids into the workforce. Um, and so coming to Goshen to help out in the, to begin with mm-hmm. and just it's a great place. I got in here and I'm like, there's some great educators. Uh, there was a little bit of, you know, Unease and consternation amongst certain folks here. And it just calmed down and it made me feel like this is working out. I don't know what I've done per se, but mm-hmm. maybe they just were ready to start moving in a direction. There are such, so many good educators in the district that, um, that I felt like we're just ready for. Uh, to To move forward, and then we started having conversation. There's some great movement with uh, the Ivy Tech relationship, mm-hmm. and numbers of kids getting dual credit and going to be able to finish what's called the the core transfer library. They'll get a year out of uh, college out of their way. Gonna, we're going to have a bunch of those folks in the near future, and then their desire to want to figure out how do we do career pathways, how, what do we do, and so. Uh, that's right. That's my passion. There area. you go. So uh, I start thinking, well, I think this is a great district. Got a great bunch of great educators, great leadership. Uh, we just need to set good course and direction, have a strategic plan, decide what our winning moves are going to be, and then go execute. Well, and just, we're, we're starting that way. Not just, much different than a strategic plan yeah, for a football. There game. you go. Just it's, like
1: those Rems and Moroses days. That's right. Strap it up and, and let's go. Well, Jim, we're going to talk in our next episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the nuts and bolts, the nitty gritty, if you will, about some things that your vision for where the school system can go together over the next couple of years, even in just this next year our thanks to jim dubois of goshen community schools sharing sounds around town today the sound of goshen is a presentation of the goshen chamber of commerce and he is a produced by the staff of broadcast students at gtv at goshen high school brian Sapp and his team sound of the economy sound of success sound of service and sounds around town it's all included on the sound of goshen i'm your host vince turner thank you for joining us